afternoon, 2.10 on a Wednesday, and I know what? It has been a very long 24 hours for a lot of people out there. We've got the reports of how long many of you were stranded on some of the major highways in the area because of that uh, blizzard that did impact our, well, not entire, but a lot of our listening area uh, since I last was able to speak with you at 5 o'clock yesterday. We'll get you all the latest on that. I did hear that in the metro area here, that 19th Avenue finally opened up on the north side of Fargo. And we'll get into that because, you know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of good and making sure that those uh, travelers uh, were safe, that they were taken care of, and uh, want to recognize some of those public employees out there. And we'll get to that a little bit later on. We also have Nick Archuleta, North Dakota United. Speaking of public employees, we'll figure out where things rest when it comes to that changed proposal for the benefit package going forward. And it's all Wednesday. That means Eric Hatch keeping it real is taking place today. I know that on Monday we had people wondering if you missed it last week. Nope, we had to reschedule for this week. So that's coming up a little bit later on. But I want to start, uh, well, out in Bismarck. There's a number of things going on, and there's something that just happened in the North Dakota House that's got me all worked up and all. Tell you how some of those lawmakers, well, they think they're smarter than you. And, in fact, some of the changes that you voted in yourself in Fargo, for example, when they call you unpatriotic, yeah, I get a little worked up over that, but that's coming up after our first conversation uh, out of Bismarck, and it has to do with the state auditor. Josh Gallion has been the auditor now for a number of years. You know what? He's been uh, moving some of the stones, trying to uncover what, in fact, is going on in certain agencies, and for whatever reason, lawmakers don't like it. And uh, some of the accusations that were thrown out on the House floor about terms like money laundering— uh, that has to elicit a response. So I'm happy to be joined by North Dakota State Auditor Josh Gallian. Auditor Gallian, appreciate your time. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. How? What sparked the 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 allegation that your office is in fact money laundering? Well, uh, House Bill 1508 was introduced, and uh, you know some of the dialogue that came out uh, on the House floor. Again, this was after the committee that heard all of the testimony voted overwhelmingly do not pass. Um, there was a group of people uh, that, that stood up to speak uh, in support of this. I, I, I believe they, they were working with a lot of misinformation, um, information that wasn't accurate, was incomplete. And all of a sudden, accusations are thrown around like uh, the auditor's office was laundering money, was double dipping, double billing. Uh, I can assure you, all of which are false. None of such activities occur in the auditor's office. Well, explain this bill uh, to us, because, I mean, there's got to be a reason why it was introduced in the first place. And I'm curious, from your perspective as the auditor, what did your office do that upset a handful of lawmakers to get this even introduced? I, I don't know what we've, what we've done. I mean, we've been committed to transparency. We've been committed to providing uh, the citizens of North Dakota uh, verified, objective information about how their government is spending their money. Uh, this bill really sought to hinder the, the auditor's office. I mean, the, the formula that they use in here, one thousandth of one percent, that is a ridiculously small number. Uh, in fact, if, if you had an organization with an operating budget of a million dollars and we did the audit, the audit bill would be limited to 10 bucks. So in other words, Nobody- good luck. You're not going to get anything accomplished if that's the case. No, no, and, and a lot of times, if you if you want to stop something from happening, rip away the funding behind it. Uh, you know, our our hourly rate is about one hundred and ten dollars an hour. The private sector is closer to one hundred and sixty, uh, so there is a considerable considerable difference. 
you know, this bill also would would require North Dakota citizens to subsidize the federal government. So the the feds require us to do an audit. We conduct it. We build those federal programs for the cost of that audit. We take that money. We deposit it back into the general fund. This bill would prevent us from doing that. Uh, this bill also would prevent us from charging uh, our fair value to local governments. The the division uh, they operate off of those fees that they collect for the uh, the audits that they conduct. It comes back into their operating fund, pays salary, pays their their operating costs. Um, all of that would have been restricted to one thousandth of one percent, meaning if we don't obtain the funds, we can't do the audit. Uh, if they want us to continue doing the audits, now the state of North Dakota would have to subsidize those audits. Well, keep in mind, we only do about 15 percent of the local government audits in this state. So the other 85 percent of those clients would not receive a subsidized audit. So there's a lot of problems in this bill. So... Uh- Name names for me, if you can, because, you know, there's there's some people that are out to get you in the legislature. That seems apparent, whether it's this bill or the legislative sessions prior. It seems as though your office is the one that's taking the brunt of their criticism. Uh, and who is it? Who's behind these that are saying, you know what, Josh, knock it off? You know, there's, there's probably a variety of people in different times. You know, I'm committed to trying to find a constructive way forward. Um, I have been sitting down with uh, the majority leader, Mike LaFour. Uh, I've been in discussions with uh, the House Appropriations Chair, Don Vigasaw, uh, to really try to, to resolve this and, and identify constructive ways where the two of us can continue working um, together for the betterment of, of North Dakota. They have assured me that they, they want to find that path. Um, you know, trust has been broken. It's been broken from the legislature to the auditor's office and, and you know, we're going to defend ourselves. I truly believe in the work that this agency does. I believe in the work um, in informing the citizens. Our form of government only survives with an informed and engaged citizens. And I think the auditor's office plays a critical role in getting that information to them. I mean, every citizen deserves to know how their government is spending their money, period. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, State Auditor Gallian is our guest. Uh, the things that, that come to mind are, well, the word accountability is the first thing that, that pops in my mind. And, you know, I think there's a repeated history that repeats itself, as I was just saying, that any time that, uh, for example, a lawmaker has a light shined on them about some questionable behavior, then all of a sudden they get the troops rallied in the, the legislative body and they're trying to go after who might you know, be the culprit. And I think about it, a, a building that was in the attorney general's office uh, that had some overrun and your office did what was expected of them and uh, went out and figured out where some of those dollars were maybe misappropriated, how there was maybe some conflicts of interest. The sense that this is in part uh, due to that, is this a response to that audit at all? I, I don't have any direct evidence that it is. I mean, and, and what I would clarify is it was actually a legislative committee that asked us to do that investigation. So a legislative committee asking us to do it, if that is part of the repercussion here, uh, then the legislature's got some considerable issues because being asked to do something by the legislature, then being punished by the legislature, um, that doesn't seem correct. Well, saying the legislature has some considerable issues, I think is an understatement at times. Uh, I think if you're people that are regular listeners know where, where I stand on that. Uh, and well, if if you continue to listen to the rest of the show, you'll hear more of that. But uh, back to this bill here. So it, it passed even without a, a pass recommendation. So 
So what's next? Is this uh, before appropriations, or is this on its way to the Senate already? Uh, so my understanding is it has been re-referred back to appropriations. Uh, the committee there wants to discuss it. I don't know exactly where it was at. It was supposed to be on the calendar this morning at 9 a.m., but all of a sudden it was pulled or bumped. Um, no real communication to us about when, uh, other than it's it's on the it's sometime on the schedule uh, for them to, to discuss it. Well, they're trying to keep you in the dark is what that sounds like then, uh, Auditor Galleon. And um, it, it just, it's just, it's frustrating to me being a former member of that chamber, knowing that there uh, have been some questions that needed answers to. And finally, it seems as though someone's willing to take that on and then getting slapped down almost every session by just simply doing your job. Uh, final word goes to you. I know how busy things are out there, but I'll, I'll give you the final word before I let you go. Well, the auditor's office, again, we're committed to trying to find constructive solutions. And, you know, we would appreciate having those discussions. Um, in this case, in 1508, not a single legislator uh, on that bill. None of the sponsors um, attempted to, to talk to us to, a, to, to a better understand the issues that they are trying to solve. Um, I would encourage any legislator who wants um, to try to find constructive solutions for the citizens if it involves the auditor's office. Feel free to pick up the phone. Come to my office. Uh, I'll come to theirs anywhere in the state to have these discussions. But I think it's important for us to have those conversations, um, which unfortunately in this case did not happen until after the bill passed. Uh, unfortunate things were said, uh, and we're in the situation we're in. Well, we're going to continue to follow along with this bill. And uh, you know what? I appreciate you taking time and willingness to join us, and I have no doubt we'll be chatting again before the end of the session. You take care until all right. then, all right? Thank you, too. Yeah, you bet. State Auditor Josh Galleon. You know, didn't want to name names. Well, I, I can do that at least on this bill. I'm looking at Representative O'Brien. I'm looking at Senators Cruin. Oh, Mike LaFour popping up again. He's the House Majority Leader. You got Senator Meyer up in Grand Forks. Representative Mike Nathy Bismarck. Representative Sanford, I believe, Grand Forks. And Representative Schreiber Beck. Now, that last one surprises me, perhaps the, the most here. And I, there are times where I've seen these audits come out and say, okay, th this seems a little ticky-tack here, right? I, I mean, looking at a fire department, a, a rural fire department uh, down in the Gwinter area, you know, and utilizing some money that they raise through gun raffles to, well, celebrate and have some of those volunteers. It's North Dakota, ladies and gentlemen. That seems maybe not as a big of a necessary audit. The one, however, that was tasked upon that office to look into a lawmaker's conduct, that same lawmaker that forced myself to file an ethics complaint to Jason Doctor because him and his pal at the time, Wayne Stengem, cooked up a deal to go ahead and get a, a building that he didn't even own at the time to lease out to you as taxpayers and then uh, have it overrun and cost to update the dang thing. That deserves a lot of scrutiny especially from a state auditor's office. So if this comes back to, well, we're getting a bad rap because somebody's looking into the books, so what? 35270. Got a lot of messages in, and I'll come back to that on a Wednesday afternoon that's just getting started here on KFGO.